Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. It's a joy again to be able to speak to you and to bring you what is on my heart today. I was really going to touch on this last time, but I got distracted onto something else. Um, it's a very interesting scripture, and in fact, I do briefly refer to it in one of my books, but in talking to you, I can expand it a little bit more and go into detail. It's Ephesians chapter 3, and it's basically it's verse 20. But let me start from verse 18 and read to you. Uh, that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout ages and since world without end. Amen. <laughs> interesting comment when world without end because we're living in a period when we believe this present time is coming to an end not the world um, when Jesus will soon return anyway the real message and I suppose I need to start actually in verse 18 because I find uh, my message is on verse 20, but let me by introduction refer to verse 18, because when I every time I read it, I seem to get the same sense with it, that um, uh, we're all familiar with three dimensions, uh, you know, because a flat surface, when you look at something flat, it's a single dimension, but... If you see in perspective, you get uh, the, the full, the three full dimensions. And um, it's also very interesting that um, the reason that we have two eyes, I'm, I mean, you know all of this, two eyes spaced apart is to give us depth as well as just the, the, the picture. But when we talk about three dimensions and we think of height and width and depth and uh, recently I've been having to take some measurements for certain things and uh, became very much aware of of size um, I wanted uh, something to fit into my house and I had to uh, very carefully look at the three dimensions how wide it was and how high it was and how deep it was yes I, I, I managed to find what I was looking for but I find the scripture is very interesting because it goes into something else. And in actual fact, it defines the love of Christ as being four dimensions. 
And I find this is interesting because it says in verse 18 that we will be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, that's the width, and the length, and the depth, and the height. Now, it's the only place where I find that actually it's defined as four dimensions. Because um, literally, the love of God uh, 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 is so great and so enormous that it has a depth, but it also has a height. And they're looked at here as separate issues, whereas when I was measuring to, to fit something in, um, the height was from the bottom to the top. But it doesn't, this totally looks on the love of God as a different perspective in that it has depths and it has height. And uh, literally, the love of God reaches to the depths. Even with mankind, it goes right down to the depths. I mean, it's very interesting. I'm not going to preach on that today, but it's very interesting to read that when Christ died on the cross, he actually descended into the depths, actually to release out of captivity souls that were held in captivity, if you want, in Hades or in hell, but then took them up into the height of heaven, uh, but it's descriptive in the sense that the love of God is, I would say, then, to human point of view, the love of God is without description. It's, it's indescribable in the sense that it's too vast. And I, I think all that uh, Paul is trying to refer to here is the absolute vastness and scope and the compass of the love of God. You know, a lot of people questioned why after I'd been in that communist prison all those years ago, I got to think back what's 50 years ago now, seems a long time. I was only 40 when I was arrested. And uh, people questioned as to why I was so desperate to go back. But it was because when I was in the prison, I, I yeah, come on. I was living in, 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 in a desperate situation. You have to be in a communist prison to understand how uh, degrading it is, how uh, you're stripped of everything, you're never a name, you're only a number, and how they literally strip all your clothes, everything off you, and put you in prison garments, and they're filthy, torn. And Anyway, I don't want to talk about the degradation. What I want to mention is my best friend in there was a murderer. He was the one who had the most compassion on me. And I don't know how I would have survived the early days and weeks without his help. But you see, one, I think this is why I preach as an evangelist with so much passion, is because I didn't see those men in with me as the criminal, the murderer, the drug addict, the whatever they were. And, they weren't political in my cell. They were criminal. I didn't see them like that. Uh, living with them for a year, as I did, in different cells, of course, and two different prisons, I saw these men. I saw what God could do with them. I, I, I could see what God could make, even 
of the murderer if he would just repent and come to Christ. And that's why I was preaching the gospel in the prison, because I saw the potential. And, you know, eventually, years after I came out and when I was evangelizing under communism in the Soviet Union, I remember in one city and I called all the pastors together, obviously evangelizing. We had all the different denominations, the different pastors and calling them together. And it was very interesting because sitting down at lunch with them, I found that all except one of those men had been in prison. And not necessarily for their Christian face. <laughs> Many of them, it was drug addiction, alcohol, and a thousand things. Um, and the only one that hadn't been in prison, it was because his father was the secretary of the Communist Party. But now today, these were the pastors, the men that God was going to use to transform Russia. And you know the story how that uh, around about that time when I was preaching in that communist prison. I'm sure many of you have heard the story, and I was preaching to 1,400 men, and the commanding officer says, well, how can your God change these men? 200 are mass mur murderers, 400 are multiple sex offenders, and the rest are every kind of criminal. How can your God change these men? Yet, when I preached Christ and they repented out of that prison, out of 1,400 men, 140 of those murderers, sex offenders, and criminals became the pastors and the evangelists who were to pastor and evangelize Siberia. And when I went back after 25 years, they were still evangelizing. And they are the pastors of churches we founded. So you see, the compassion of God is so wonderful. But now I want to move on to what is my main thought from here, and that is in verse 20. Uh, yes, all right, in verse uh, 18 he's saying, to be able to comprehend the expanse of God's love and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, so that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Now, in verse 20, to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And you know, uh, having looked at the extent of the love of Christ, now Paul is saying that not only the love, but he is able to do, Christ is able to do, Jesus Christ is able to do exceeding abundantly. Exceeding abundantly. I mean, that's expansive. I love, I love some of these biblical words. I love the King James Version because I think sometimes the older English is so descriptive. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask. So what God will do is, through Christ, give us more than we can ask. And you know, the reason I'm, I'm talking about, well, it also says not only ask, but even think. So in other words, that Jesus will give us not only what we're asking, but he'll give us our wildest dreams. And the problem is, 
too many of us, and you know what I think, too many of us are restrictive in our prayer. I don't think we understand the willingness of God through Christ to do so much for us, if only we would ask. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Worship used by kind permission of Vinesong, www.vinesong.com.